1: All right, welcome into the Housing Hour. We're doing just a quick hit. We're doing an update for everybody to um, learn more about what the news was coming out yesterday. The Fed announced that they were ending the uh, purchasing program that's been in place, seems like, for quite a long time. And it's been a real, really good program. I think, ultimately, it has uh, replaced the demand that maybe wasn't there for quite a long time. And I want to start, I have with us an important uh, piece for Mortgage Investors Group. We have Jesse uh, Jesse Lanes with us. He he actually is our Director of Operations, and um, he comes from kind of the the realm of secondary markets. And that's one of his jobs that he kind of keeps his finger on the pulse of that for us, amongst many other things that he does. He wears many hats here. And we're thankful to have somebody with his expertise to be able to share with us, to get out there to our our staff, Um, but also people in general. Maybe there's a client out there that's on the fence that wants to know where the market's going. So we really try to provide our clients um, and really just the whole population in general as much information as we can to help them make the best choice for their home financing needs. So the first thing I wanted to do is thank Jesse for coming in, first of all. Thank you, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning. And also we have Mark, our co-host here and executive producer. Thank you as well, Mark, for coming in this early morning. Um, I guess the first thing, Jesse, why don't you just give us the 30,000-foot view of what the purchasing program was, why it was put in place, and and what it's done for for the economy and for interest rates. Well, that's a great question. So the the stimulus or, or
0: quantitative easing, as it was known, uh, in different variations, one, two, and three mm-hmm. were uh, were designed to pick up the slack in demand in the capital markets. So, as the economy slid into the you know the Great Recession, we had a lot of buyers of bonds, especially mortgage bonds, had backed out, and because the market had appeared risky, and uh, and and in fact housing you know was was on a slide. So. It was a very risky uh, prospect, so the Fed stepped in to try to pick up demand that would have otherwise been met by, you know, foreign countries or uh, you know possibly some hedge funds or uh, uh, people that that handle annuities and insurance mm-hmm. companies. So there's all these great demand for these bond products, but because they got spooked by the market, they backed out, and when that happens, that puts upward pressure on rates. Mm-hmm. So the Fed uh, wisely stepped in to uh, try to mitigate that, to be that that buyer of uh, of last resort to at least help stabilize those interest rate markets, and it was it was fairly effective. You know, there's a lot of uh, different opinions on it whether they should have been involved with monkeying with the you know the with the rates or not. But, uh, I'm glad they monkeyed. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am also. And there was a lot of speculation that if they did this, it was going to cause rampant inflation. It was going to create these giant asset bubbles. Uh, but it turns out, you know, four or five years later that, that none of those prophecies ever really came uh, to roost. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we don't have to worry about those things in the future. Mm-hmm. But I think the Fed stepped in to avoid a greater calamity than what had already happened and from that standpoint I would say it was very successful.
1: And and it was I mean we're talking about a lot of money. I mean I can't remember was it 85 billion is it was, what the number is right, right now at the But day. it was 85 billion per month. It, it was. And then it got dropped down to 15 billion per month. That's right. And I mean that is just an insane amount of money that the Fed was basically uh, funding this purchasing program. Now the question is you know, what does this really mean for the common American? I mean, if you, the rates yesterday, just looking at, uh, we're looking right now at the one day bond price. When the news hit, we saw the mortgage backed security price drop pretty good. But then it stabilized. And, and I feel like it's going to continue to go that route what what do you think this really means going forward um as far as the mortgage backed security and to give people history we look in in companies like ours look at the mortgage backed security price and that's really what kind of gives us the interest rates that we give to the public so that's what is affected by all of this news what what do you think well you're right so we look at the mortgage backed securities those are the those
0: are the actual bonds that mortgages go into they trade at a spread to a treasury market, so that kind of mimics what happens in the treasury market, but mm-hmm. so, because it's its own little product, it has you know ebbs and flows where it's wider and tighter, a little bit higher, a little bit lower. Uh, so we're keeping an eye on, on these uh, mortgage-backed securities, or MBS. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, because you had a major, major buyer exiting the market, now they called it a tapering for a reason because they slowly did it and they were... They're very vocal about what they were doing. They're very transparent about what they're doing, so as to not shock the market. Mm-hmm. So it's very uh, prescriptive measures. So, but they're backing out, and anytime you have a major buyer backing out, it, it could or or ultimately should put some upward pressure on rates. Mm-hmm. At some point, rates will get high enough that that will attract other investors. And ultimately, that's the goal. The Fed wants to back out and not be in this position. They see enough good things happening with the economy, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that should put a little upward pressure on rates. And
1: interest rates really tell you a lot about the health of your economy anyway. Mm-hmm. True. When, this is looking back two yeah. years right here. So we're going back um, two years ago Rates were certainly a little bit better two years ago. But if you look over the last year, so this would be one year ago. So rates are are a little bit better than they were a year ago. Not as good as they were two years ago. But historically speaking, Jesse, rates are still incredibly low. And and Mark, you wanted to add something.
0: Yeah, I I do. Because at this point, we bought... How many trillion dollars worth of bonds? Four trillion. Four trillion. dollars worth of bonds. So at a certain point, these are assets, and I would assume that the coupons of these bonds are fairly mm. low. So what is the when the interest rates start to go up, the bond yields start to go up, they're sitting underwater on some of these bonds. What happens to these bonds? Are they going to start dumping them back into the market at some point? The Fed will be very, very careful about what they do with those bonds, and really they don't have to do very much very quickly. So they mm-hmm. can just let these things pay off. Mm-hmm. The reality is, yeah, they may be underwater versus uh, yields that they could get on future interest rates. But the but it, as long as they get paid back, mm-hmm. they still make the money that was originally intended on So the them. government's not used to making huge profits. <laughs> Generally
1: they're not. So uh, so going forward, the new demand, do you think that the new demand will come from possibly hedge funds, from annuities from uh, foreign countries? Do you think that demand will come back? It will. It will, it come will back. have to. At some point rates will get
0: high enough as uh, to, to create that. And it does. we we're not talking, you know, it has to be seven, eight or nine percent. Right. It may just get up to five percent and it be there. Mm-hmm. Because Global interest rates are still very, very low. Uh, economies around the world are not uh, thriving right now. And so the yields on their bonds are very, very cheap. Mm-hmm. So if you say, well, let's just, you know, in England, let's. I don't know exactly what it is today, but let's say it's at 1%. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can get a 4% yield in America, that's that's a pretty right. significant pickup. And that's what you have to keep in mind is that this is a very much a global demand for funds. Right. So, So it doesn't have to be that there's huge upward pressure on interest rates, but there should be some. And really, we want some upward pressure, because again, that's a sign that the economy is doing
1: well. Sometimes loan officers don't want to hear that, and I understand. (laughs) But now another question is, um, and and we'll wrap this up, another question that, that I'd like to pose to you is, yesterday when the Fed made their announcement, they made it very clear that they weren't planning on raising rates anytime soon. They were just ending the buying program. And as a matter of fact, it was also made clear that Um, Unemployment would obviously have to improve. Uh, Jobs would continue to need to be created. Also that the inflation numbers would need to stay in the range that they are comfortable with because there's still a risk out there of deflation, um, inflation. I mean, there's all kinds of talk about both sides of the fence there. So. Talk about what the Fed, do you think, will do as far as raising rates. Because when we talk about raising, quote, rates, I don't mean the 30-year fixed rate and those type of things. We're talking about the prime rate, the bank rate. Can you just give us a basic, you know, rates for dummies overview of that? Sure. The, uh, when the Fed's talking about
0: rates, they're talking about overnight rates for, for huge deposits between banks to loan to other banks— mm-hmm. Or banks to borrow from the Fed, which mm-hmm. is uh, the really the lender of and It's last like zero percent right now. <laughs> right, it's it's, pra- it's practically zero, <laughs> and so uh, they they have mentioned that they'll uh, you know keep it for I can't remember the exact wording. It was a, an extended period of time right. still, and so there's a lot of speculation as to what does that mean. I think most forecasters are believing that to be maybe June of 2015. Mm-hmm. But they are going to be keeping an eye on several different aspects. The reason that they're backing out of the buying uh, of the bonds or the you know continuing the tapering, if you will, is because they feel that the economy is moving forward. Mm-hmm. It may not be moving forward at a pace that they like, but they do still see forward progress. They're going to keep an eye on the jobs number, just like you said, a very important component of of uh, of the employment market, though, is wages, and what we haven't seen yet is mm-hmm. enough growth in wages that will put upward pressure on prices. And when we see those upward pressure on prices, you know, more people buying mm-hmm. that. That circulates into more demand for employees, and as that happens, then employees start to have options. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, four years ago there are very few options, there are very few jobs out there. Now there's a lot of those jobs have been filled, but it hasn't created a lot of mobility in the workplace yet. But if right. if we start to see some upward pressure in prices, uh, just in general, a little bit of inflation is a, is a decent thing for the economy. Then. Uh, then hopefully that will turn into some wage growth, and as wage growth goes up, then demand for different goods and services also goes up. So we get this kind of uh, springboard effect mm-hmm. where where little positive things all of a sudden start to feed off of each other, and those are are those are very very helpful. Yeah. Something to keep an eye on is the is the price of gasoline mm-hmm. right now. Uh-huh. So That's gasoline is down. And you know, for it. some, for, yeah, it's wonderful. It feels good. At the you know, you you get to fill up, and you feel a little bit more wealthy when you put, <laughs> when you put your wallet back in yeah. your pocket, and uh, and so that's going to help some families. It may not be a huge impact, but let's say that it's uh, anywhere from forty to sixty dollars. You know, if it's sixty dollars a month, that's that's a meaningful mm-hmm. amount of money to go back into people's pocket. Maybe some of it goes into savings, maybe some of it goes into uh, you know, purchases. But if it, if, if it goes back into the economy in a different format, that's something else that helps because before that was just dedicated to gasoline or fuel costs. Right.
1: And then so. savings rates will hopefully go up yeah. if rates do moderately begin to rise. Then people who have CDs and mutual funds and those well CDs, they likely will see a, a boost as well, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Because the yields will be better. So mm-hmm. hopefully
0: people will be putting a little bit more in there. And we did see from the bottom of the... Uh, you know, the economic downturn, we we saw uh, general improvement in American savings rates. So first thing to do is to kind of try to get your debts in order, and it was very difficult. Um, so they worked very hard on, on, on improving that piece mm-hmm. of it. And then the next piece of it is putting a little bit of money away. And even if you're not getting much in, in the way of returns, you're still saving it for down the road because people did see that tough times can come right. back and we saw some really, really tough
1: times. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, so keeping keeping an eye on the market is what we try to really do and each Friday, Mortgage Investors Group on MIGOnline.com um, and on our Facebook page, Twitter account, Google Plus, all that stuff, we post the economic calendar so that you guys can see what's coming up for the week and for instance, tomorrow you have jobless claims. So, I mean, every day almost there's something that's going to be announced that's going to affect the price of the bond of the mortgage-backed security. So, you know, if you want to get really in into this, then, you know, keep Keep your posts on MIGonline.com. You can go there, learn about what's happening, and we'll do frequently on the Housing Hour. We have many series that we can pull from to talk about the history of of mortgage interest rates. Mark has written an incredible series called uh, The Liquidity Factor that you can understand the background behind all of this so that you can know what the future holds because a lot of times um we repeat history which is kind of what has been happening yeah, so, that was a great piece mark yeah that was a really great piece so anyway um do you have anything else mark any jesse yeah. well thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh we'll see you next time right here on the housing thank Hour. you very much